now. All right, guys, welcome to Shades of Strong, the show created for strong Black women by strong Black women. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Natty. And we are so happy that you took time out of your day to join us in our little corner of the world. Hey, Natty. What's up, girl? What's up with you? I'm just glad the week is over. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) And and it seems like forever since you and I have actually been on here to record an episode. So yeah, I'm glad to hear your voice and I'm glad we are pushing through everything that's going on in life right now. Yeah, it's just been one of those draining kind of weeks. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. So normally Natty and I record on Tuesdays, but today we are recording on a Friday because it's been a week. So yeah. So we, we are pushing through and we are going to get this episode recorded. And like I said, we are just delighted to have you all taking time out of your day to be a part of our day. So anyway, we got a really cool topic that we're talking about today. What is it? Um, it's all about being trapped <laughs> in a bad relationship. Trapped why we in a stay bad relationship. And why we need to get out. And why we need to get out. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy, because my mind just completely <laughs> went blank. So, yeah, that's the shade of strong that we are talking about today. Being trapped in a bad relationship, why we stay and why we need to get out. And that is such a good topic because I am, I won't, I won't say like a huge fan, but I am a fan of Wendy Williams. And, you know, I've seen lately in the news where she's going through the situation with, with her husband. And I think there's a, a baby that was born by the mistress and all that. And so if you, if you know Wendy Williams, you know that there was a time in her life where she struggled with drug abuse and addiction. And so because all of this stuff that's going on in her personal life right now, she fell off the wagon and now she's living in a sober house and trying to get herself back on track. So I kind of wanted to talk about that because oftentimes we do find ourselves stuck or trapped in bad relationships and we don't know how to process that or how to get out if we need to get out. So Nettie and I are going to talk a little bit about that. And of course, in this episode, we will not be able to unpack everything. But Nettie and I being the amazing humans that we are. <laughs> we, we try. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we put together a little guide that will answer some of the questions for you. Some of those questions like, am I in a, in a, in an abusive relationship? Why am I inclined or feel obligated to stay in it and how I can find the courage to get out? And I'll tell you how you can grab that guy at the end of the show. So stick around so you don't miss out. All right, Natty, you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Let's do this, girl. I think for me, the thing that that sticks out to me the most when, because I've been in an abusive relationship, and the thing that sticks out to me the most is how we think of, of abuse or our perception of what abuse is because a lot of us I remember being reading in a Facebook group not too long ago where a lady was talking about how this this man was treating her and for me when when I read her her post I immediately said oh that's verbal abuse and so you know people were commenting on it and we went back and forth on it and she did not define it as verbal abuse or emotional abuse or anything of that sort or any kind of abuse so I think a lot of times we end up staying in relationships or in in unhealthy relationships because of the way, because of how we define what abuse is. So for me, like some of that will come in the form of possessiveness, mm-hmm. irrational jealousy. What else, Natty? What can you think of? Well, um, I, I would say gaslighting. You know, if you bring something up and they turn it back around on you and make you feel like you're crazy for 
thinking that something happened that they're saying didn't happen. Yeah, like the, the possessiveness, uh, being controlling, being manipulative, doing things on purpose to to derail whatever's going on in your day. Like say, um, if you've got things, that, goals that you're trying to accomplish and when you're getting to deadlines or to important events that are related to those goals, they throw a wrench in the whole plan. They start arguments, they start fights or some kind of big blow up happens and it completely gets you distracted from the work at hand that you were doing, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And so I, I think that goes to the point of all abuse is not physical abuse. And we want, we want to hear what you all, what you all have to say about this as well. Like how do you define, define abuse? So you can join a conversation by tweeting us as you're listening to the episode at Shades of Strong with the hashtag Shades of Strong, or you can hop over to our Facebook page, which is also Shades of Strong and comment under the post for this week's episode. Because again, everybody has a different definition of what abuse is and what Natalie, Natalie and I, some of the things that we just named off, that's, that's not necessarily physical abuse, although it could lead to physical abuse, but it is still abuse. And I think that it's still abuse, no matter how you look at it. Like if someone is, is verbally attacking you, that's abuse. If somebody is, uh, I think for, I think even withdrawing affection is, yes. is abuse. Like say we had a disagreement and, you know, and now, oh, I'm not going to talk to you today, or I'm not going to sleep in the same bed with you, or I'm not going to call you or text you like I normally do during the day. For me, that's a form of abuse. Would you agree, Natty? It certainly can be, especially when it's like, I'm doing this as a way of punishing you. Mm-hmm. You know, like people, when you're in a relationship, you can get into arguments, you can get into fights, you know, disagreements, whatever. And sometimes you need time to cool off. And so it's like, okay, we're not talking right now or anything like that or something like that. But when it's like, oh, you didn't do something that I wanted you, you didn't meet some expectation that I had, or I'm angry with you. So therefore I'm going to not speak to you for a period of time to teach you a lesson, or I'm going to withdraw, like you said, affection or make sure that we're physically separated. I'm sleeping somewhere else or something like that. That definitely be that's definitely abuse because it's, it's like, it's a form of punishment, which goes back to being controlling. And anytime you're in a relationship where someone is trying to control you, that it is abusive. And I I think a lot of times we, as black women, we, we tend to stay in, in relationships because of loyalty under the guise of loyalty. We are often less likely to want to turn our partners over to the police because of what may possibly happen to them if they're in the custody of the police. So a lot of times we stay for their protection at the detriment of ours. Right. We don't protect ourselves. We don't protect ourselves. And then also we're a lot of times basically instructed not to protect ourselves because we're instructed to know, just stick it out, just stay put, um, just, you know, deal with it or whatever we're told and we're not given any support or assistance or just anything, any kind of um, support to, to leave an abusive relationship a lot of times. Yeah. Cause I can remember being, being in a, an abusive relationship myself, a physically abusive relationship. And I can remember one time my children called the police and when the police got there and they, and they asked what was going on, I denied all of it. For two reasons. One, because I'm in love. I don't want to send my man man to jail. Two, because I fear what he would do to me if he got back home. And three, because I didn't want my children to see their dad being handcuffed and taken away 
in a in a patrol car. So a lot of times people on the out, outside looking in, because I can remember it being in a dating relationship as well, where the guy said that I don't understand why women stay in abusive relationships. If you're not happy, if he's if he's not kind to you, if he's not treating you well, then you should just get out. It ain't that easy. That easy. It is not I, that easy. There are women that do try to get out. There are women that literally pack up their things and take the children. And there have there are situations where the man finds where they are and does something um, extremely violent to them. There are women who have been uh, hospitalized. There are women who have literally been murdered because they did. The, I mean, they, they got up and they got out. So it's like there is there are no easy answers because staying is dangerous. Leaving is dangerous. And so I think part of maybe uh, the solution is to really know ourselves, know what we're about and get really good at taking care of ourselves so that we don't feel any sort of void that could only be filled by a relationship with someone else. That's one thing. And then also because if we really understand and love ourselves and know what we're about, we're less likely to get ourselves into long-term situations with people that really just aren't good for us. Because we'll see it. We'll see, we'll, we'll know the signs and, or not know the signs, we'll see the red flags, I should say, just by the way people act. And because we're very, we've got this, this independent mind and we, we, we love ourselves enough, we might not be so quick to jump into a relationship with someone like that. I know for me, I've been in abusive relationships before. And one, I, one that I was in, I was, I was very young. Um, I was in my late teens and my mom even tried to tell me, you need to, you need to get out. And this was not a physically abusive relationship. This was emotionally and mentally abusive. And my mom would, and she, she sat me down and she talked to me and she, she told me, you know, she, everything that she saw that was happening, the way I was being treated and everything. And I just didn't listen. And I knew, I know now looking back, I was very, I mean, I was young, so I was very insecure. I was very lonely. I was an only child and my father was gone. He had died. And so I had, I had already been looking for love in all the wrong places, you know, the cliche. And so I stayed for a long period of time with someone that seemed to really enjoy hurting me. <laughs> so, but because I was so insecure and, and lonely and unhappy with myself, I just you know, it, it took a very, very big blow to make me not want to speak to that person again. And that was after I had gone back and forth with this person for a couple of years. And, and this, my mom really warned me and tried to get me to get out way before that point, way, way before that point. And I just didn't listen. So I feel like that's why, you know, support is so important because when, when you feel like you have, you're someone like I was when I was 17, 18, 19. If I had someone uh, besides just my mom, but someone on the outside that I felt supported me and someone that I could talk to, another another older woman or something, to just kind of guide me so I could really learn how to support myself and love myself, support myself emotionally. The thing, all the things that we've been talking about the last few weeks that we're doing for ourselves now and we've been doing for the last several right. years. If I had known then, then I wouldn't have stayed with that guy. I wouldn't have stayed with that guy at all because I would have been like, I'm, wow, I'm too good for this. Like, I don't, you need me. I don't need you. Like I would have, I would have dumped way before. And the funny thing is I did dump him once and 
and I took him back because he said all the right things and put on the waterworks and all this kind of stuff. And again, I was insecure, so I took him right back. So I think a lot of times we just, we don't, we don't trust ourselves very much. And when we don't trust ourselves, we, I think we can walk into some, some volatile things or potentially volatile things that we wouldn't do, that we wouldn't walk into otherwise if we really gave ourselves more credit than we do. And if we knew how to love and support ourselves. Um, and I'm, I'm glad a lot you, of, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just, I was saying that there would be a lot of these relationships that maybe we can get into. And I'm glad you brought that up because that, I think that speaks to, again, people on the outside looking in and like even with the whole Wendy Williams, Williams situation, like, you know, I've read the read the comments on the blogs and and people are saying, oh, she just needs it. She needs to grab her bag and go. And I hope she has she has a, a solid prenup and all that. But it's just like you said, like you you do leave and you go back. And then oftentimes you don't have the courage to just get up and leave. So it's more to it. It's more to it than just, oh, grab your bag and go. So you can't just assume that this person doesn't want to get out of that relationship. Maybe she doesn't know how to get out of it. Or maybe she doesn't, she doesn't know what her life is going to be like afterwards. Or maybe she doesn't know that she can survive on her own. Or maybe all of that, yeah. All of that, or, or maybe nobody has has said to her that you deserve more than this. So, as as individuals, as people on the outside looking in, I think we need to be more cautious about you know what we're saying and how we're saying it because all the time people are just not in a position. I know for me, I wasn't financially able to just to just pick up and leave. So that was always at the forefront of my mind. Like I'm not in a position financially to to grab to scoop my children up and leave. So there are a number of reasons that that people stay in unhealthy relationships. So I think we need to be a little more sensitive when when it comes to things like that. But on the flip side of that, <laughs> being in being that person in that relationship, like you said, Natty, that we have to get to a place where we know that we deserve the absolute best. And that doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship. Even in friendships, you have to be in, in a place in your life where you know without a doubt that you deserve the absolute best. And then you have to not be afraid to walk away from those things and people that no longer serve you. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're absolutely right about it being not just about romantic relationships. It can mm-hmm. be toxic friendships, too. Mm-hmm. I've absolutely. certainly had my share of those. and. Man, when I mean nothing, nothing abusive as far as physical physicality goes, but with just um, it can really drain just the life force out of you when you have what you believe to be a friend who mm-hmm. doesn't do anything for you but bring you down, creates and stirs drama around you, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it doesn't justify relationships at all. Absolutely. I want to back up just a little back to. A little bit back to the the loyalty part part of it because I know we said that you know a lot of times we won't leave because of you know the loyalty that we have to the man but also the loyal loyalty that we have to our 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 culture our our family members because people have become accustomed to seeing you together and so now you you're you are afraid to step away from that. And to be your own individual person, because now I have to explain to my mom, because we, we've, we put on this facade for so long. 
I have to explain to my mom, you know, why I need to get out of this relationship. I got to explain to my children why I need to get out of this relationship. So a lot of times that when we do decide to get out, we're afraid or when we're contemplating getting out, we're afraid of the backlash that will come from our our communities, be that um, familiar or otherwise. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and if if it's something where, like you said, you know, if it's like a facade, like everyone Mm -hmm. on the outside looking in had absolutely no idea what was going on, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I know that that can happen where it's, things are very well hidden. So if there's something like that going on and, and your family loves this person and they're, like you said, they're used to, to you being together mm-hmm. and maybe he also has a family that just assumes that everything is great and everything looks great. What happens then when you say, I, I want out? Mm-hmm. And if they've never seen any evidence of what you're really going through, you've got to not only you know, think about your safety and all of that, but you also, you also have to convince all of the people that what you're saying is really what's going on. Absolutely. And that can be difficult. Absolutely. And that's a lot of, of just emotional labor that someone in a situation like that probably just doesn't have the bandwidth to deal with. Right. And did, and did you take note to how you said we have to convince them? Yeah. Because so you have to convince them because that is why so much domestic violence goes unreported because mm-hmm. will not believe the person. Oh, he's a good man. He, he didn't do that. I've been knowing him all my life. He yeah. wouldn't do that. And so a lot of times we don't report it because we know that people are going. That's, that's the same thing with sexual assault. A lot of sexual mm-hmm. assaults go unreported because we know that people are not going to believe. And a lot of times you are going to be blamed. What did you do yeah. that made him act the way that he acted? And so, a lot of, uh, and so, so a lot of times, you know, women stay, stay in relationships because they don't want to have to deal with that. They, they don't want to deal with the scrutiny and the blame and the gaslighting and not mm-hmm. being believed or anything. Yeah, that's a lot. Like I said, that's just way too much emotional work. Because I, I can remember as a, as a child, Natty, when my, when my mom was being abused by my dad, and I can remember even at eight and nine years old, I was saying, I would never put up with that. Oh, if anybody ever hit me, I'll be gone the next day. But then I found myself in that situation. So don't ever say what you will not put up with until you have actually walked in that individual's shoes. That's right. You, you, you think just, you know. And you so think you know. But you, you realize you don't know. Uh, uh, egg, there you go. You don't know. So yeah, back to the whole loyalty thing. So so is loyalty is loyal loyalty to to him, to our children, to our families, our community. So th- there are just so many things that play into. And I, I want to have this conversation because people are so quick to say, "Oh, she should just leave." Y'all, I cannot stress enough. It's just not that easy. It's just not, it's not that easy to say, oh, she should just pack her children up and go. It takes courage to do that. Oh, it absolutely does. It takes, and in more cases than not, we are waiting for the perfect, perfect opportunity. We are planning. But yeah, we don't, yeah, that part. (laughs) Yeah, people don't really, people don't really get it. Um, I, I did not grow up in a home with um, an abusive father, like the way so many people have. Mm -hmm. But my dad definitely had a couple of moments and my mom was not one of those women to deal with, to put up with that. So that was kind of, it was kind of nipped in the bud. <laughs> it, was, it was just, 
I'm like, oh gosh, it's going to be like some boxing matches. And I don't think he really wants that. So like, it just never, it never became that kind of thing in my house. Mm -hmm. But my husband did grow up in an abusive household. His, his dad was uh, an alcoholic and he was physically abusive to my husband's mother and to my husband and to his brother. And his mom packed up and grabbed her kids, grabbed her two boys and got her truck and left and drove clear across town. And I don't know how. And my husband says to this day, he doesn't understand how he did it because he was drunk. But when they got to where they were going, his dad was already there and he had a gun. (laughs) And it was like, oh, and, um, you know, the way to hear my husband relay this memory that he has, it, it's, it's frightening. It's, it's terrifying. And so, yeah, um, when, when I said before, there aren't any easy solutions when you're in something like this, that's real because we see reports on the news and in the media all the time. Like this, that, that one lady that her, her husband was a judge and he murdered her. And it's just like, so, and these are women that did, they did get up and say, I'm leaving. And this is, this is what happens when sometimes this is what can happen when they leave. And so uh, when you're stuck in that, what, what do you do? What do you do? You know, that staying is not great because you're afraid for your life every day. But then you also are like, if I leave, I'm also still going to be afraid because what if this guy finds me? Exactly. I'm still going to be afraid for my life. And I, I want to point out because you because you said that, that your mom did get out. And when you it said my that, husband's mom. Oh, your husband's mom. But when, when you said that she did get out in my mind, when you were saying that, it immediately popped up. Oh, she's strong. But then I had to snatch that thought back because mm-hmm. being strong does not necessarily mean that, that you're strong enough to stay in that relationship. God, how do I want to explain this? Because what I don't not want stronger to... for for going and and or you're not less than or because not you stay exactly if you stayed yeah exactly that's what I don't want us to to take away from this that that whole strong black woman stereotype or that whole I'm gonna ride with him to the ends of the earth or die trying it no mm-hmm. that that no because whether you stay or whether you go, that does not determine whether or not you're strong. It doesn't make you weak because you stayed. Right. At the end of the day, it's a survival game. It really is. It is a and, survival yeah. game. So we don't we don't want people to think that that staying means you're weak or that going makes you weak or vice versa. Staying makes you right. strong or going makes you strong because your strength has, has does not lie in whether or not you stay or whether or not you leave. Your strength lies in being, having the courage to say that this is unacceptable for me and right. then taking the necessary steps to get out of it. But you want to do it in a way that protects you and all those that are involved except the offender. Does that make sense, Natty? Yeah, I think so. No, I think it does. I think, um, like you said, that your your strength is is just within you. Mm-hmm. You know, deep inside, somewhere that mm-hmm. what's happening to you isn't right and it's unacceptable, and you don't deserve it, and you have a will somewhere somehow to survive. Mm-hmm. Then you're already strong regardless of whether you leave or stay absolutely. absolutely because you have to you have to tap into that inner resolve at that point because there's someone in your life who is 
trying to trying to break you, literally trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's where that's where that inner resolve has to come in, and that has to be the thing that gets you up in the morning, gets you going through your day, and gets you, like you say, said, making plans or making plans to take the necessary steps or steps that you feel like you can take safely mm-hmm. or reach out to someone. It's the, it's the inner resolve that, that helps you do those things. That's Absolutely. where your strength is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the, that's the whole point that, I, that, this, that this episode is about for me is that, you know, oftentimes we think because, you know, I'm, our mom says you, you have to be strong or somebody says you have to be strong, that that means staying in an abusive right. relationship. That is not what being strong is. And leaving an abusive relationship does not make you any less of a woman or any less of a strong black woman. You are who you are because you are who you are. And because of you, because of your mores, your, your values and your beliefs, your strength does not lie in whether or not you stay in an abusive relationship. And I kind of feel like I'm being redundant, but I want to push that. <laughs> oh, definitely. Because a lot of people still don't understand. Yeah, it, they, it they, like you said, they're like, well, why didn't she just get up and go? Well, I guess you haven't heard about these different women who have got set on fire or gotten shot or gotten stabbed mm-hmm. when they when they got up and left. It's mm-hmm. not that easy. And it's it, not that easy. There are no simple solutions. And especially when you have children involved in those situations right. and an abusive individual would do anything to try and hurt you. And that means hurting your children as well. And so you have to think about that as well. And again, we cannot unpack all of this in one episode because Natty and I do want to offer safe alternatives to getting out of those relationships. And like I said, at the end, we're going to, we have a little guide that, that we prepared for you, but yeah, we can't unpack it all in this episode, but there are safe ways to get out of abusive relationships. And we want to make sure we get that information to you as well. But we want you to understand that we understand why we often stay in in these relationships. Right. Definitely. If there's one thing that I want to stress, it's that there is no shame. No shame. There's no shame in doing whatever it is that you do to feel safe, Mm -hmm. whether that's risking risking it all and getting out or risking it all and staying put there is no shame and there is no reason for you to feel guilty for doing one or the other or not doing one or the other because you're in an impossible situation right? and there are situations like that, that that a lot of people find themselves in and i mean short of divine intervention they really they really just they don't know they don't know what the way out is or if there's a way out so i definitely would would love it if we would start to support women, period. <laughs> you know, not shaming them for staying, not shaming them for going, not shaming from them for anything. Just being supportive and and letting them know how valuable they really are and how needed on earth they really are. So that they can feel that and they they live their lives with that that sense of purpose that they have already, but maybe it's buried under all this crap from being in an impossible situation. Yeah. Just really just no shame, no shame. Shame is, Oh my gosh, it's evil. It's evil to the core. And, and no, women shouldn't be feeling it. And I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that Natty, because a lot of times when you said that, you know, you shouldn't be ashamed of anything you do to, I guess, to survive. And, and because I remember when, when my daughter was molested. And so here I am in this relationship 
this man has molested my daughter. He's been physically abusive to me. And so, of course, he denied it and denied it and denied it. And then after I spoke with him, I remember one, one time speaking with him and he was saying, well, I'm I'm going to leave town and blah, blah, blah. And I knew that, you know, if he left town, that it would be hard to catch up with him. Like the detectives would have a hard time getting him back because he had bonded out. And so I pretended like I was having a relationship. It wasn't a sexual relationship, but I befriended him, air quotes, and led him to believe that he and I would get back together because I did not want him to leave town and not be punished for what he had done to my child. And so people would, would see like his car car in my house and my children, you know, would know that he would be calling. And I know in their minds, they didn't understand, but I was trying to make sure that justice was going to be served. And so there was no way I was going to let him leave town without standing before a judge for what he had done to my daughter. So I led him to believe that he and I were good. And, but when it was all over, he went to jail <laughs> because and wouldn't have gone to jail if you hadn't done exactly, what you could to keep him in town. Exactly. So I couldn't worry about what people were going to think about me because yeah, they dogged me out. They, they dogged me out for it. Like I cannot believe that that she's still talking to him. And my mom was like, "Why are you still letting him come by?" And blah blah blah. You know, which I'd never let him enter enter the enter the house. I would go outside and, and talk to him. But um, yeah, I, I did what I had to do to make sure that justice was served on behalf of my daughter. And I feel no shame about that at all. I feel no shame about that. I did what I had to do to make sure my my daughter got justice. Yeah, well, girl, I understand. Like, because if he had actually left town, would they have ever exactly? Would they have ever done anything? Would they have ever gotten him? Exactly. Him, whatever yeah. he could have been on the run for the for next 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just, just moving from place to place, doing whatever people do when they're on the lamb, you know, like he could just, just been off the grid or mm-hmm. whatever. So it'd be that much harder for, for the authorities to find him. So yeah, of course you did what you, I did what I had to this do. This is why, this is why it's very important. Like you said to um, like when we're on the outside and we know we're on the outside looking in, we have to resist whatever temptation we might mm-hmm. have to judge a situation. To judge, we really don't know. Absolutely. We, do not know. we don't have any we idea. We're know. on the outside looking in. So we're on the outside looking in, so do not stand in judgment. Yeah. Because like, I can't tell what you going what's going on in your house when I'm not absolutely. in your house. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. You are absolutely right. And, I, and, I, and we're going to get ready to wrap it up in, in just a little bit, but I do want to talk about a, another key reason why people are Black women stay in what's the word I'm looking for again why does my mind keep going (laughs) (laughs) stay in abusive relationships and and that and that goes back to our religious beliefs and I think we touched on this a little bit in the last episode also um Natty is that you know a lot of times we tend to rely on our our faith and our religious belief as a guidance as to how we should have handle particular situations. And in more cases than not, the, the church teaches you to, are they discouraged divorce instead of telling you that you need to leave that, you need to leave that situation. Now, I do know that churches have gotten a little bit better with that. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think I saw somewhere where Bishop T.D. Jakes had apologized for, you know, encouraging women to stay, to stay in these in these relationships. And I may be wrong about that. So don't, don't quote me on it. Oh, yeah, I did. I yeah. have no. 
Yeah, so um, don't quote me on that. But I, I do, I do, I think that the churches and, and ministers are getting better with that. And instead of encouraging women to stay in these relationships, they are now moving towards let's help her get out of this abusive situation. So again, when it comes to our 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 spiritual beliefs, I just don't feel like God wants us to stay in abusive relationships. I just, I just don't think that that's what that's that's His will for our life. I just don't believe that. Nothing in me believes that. Nothing in me. I, I believe that you can forgive people, but you do, they do not have to be a part of your life in order, oh, for, you know, for forgiveness to take place. Like I can forgive you. And like Natty says, love you with the love of God and have nothing, have absolutely have nothing to do with you. Absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with you. So, so yeah, we, we, we got to do better with that as well. Like, don't, I don't even want to say, don't let God be the, the, the all the, <laughs> be like the center of every decision that you make, because God does need to be at the center of every decision that we make. So I'm not going to say God, I'm going to say religion. Don't let religion, right, that's what you're talking. You know, don't let, don't let religion be the center of every decision. Don't let whatever religious system or church system will benefit <laughs> Absolutely. be the reason you stay in a situation where you're getting beat every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, or where you're in. I mean, even if you're not getting beat up every day, but you're in a and you're in a relationship with someone who's like a narcissist and who is who is full-on like controlling and manipulative and they treat you like property as opposed to a person you know a, a partner in life there are lots of people in, in, mm-hmm. in shady relationships like that and it's it's really sad but yeah don't let don't let whatever church system that you that you came up in um dictate to you because that is religion that that is not god and i i fully agree with you 100 percent it is not God's will for us to be anybody's punching bag or to get pummeled um, mentally or physically or emotionally by anyone. It's not his will for us to do that to other people. And it's not his will for us to um, be on the receiving end of such treatment that I, that doesn't further the, I mean, if you're really about furthering the kingdom of God, that, that does nothing to further it. That does, that just does everything to contribute to destroying, um, destroying it, destroying people's lives. So yeah. I I think there is a time of reckoning right now going on, even within the church. And I feel like it's a long time coming. There are all kinds of stories coming. coming out about all kinds of abuse that has gone on uh, within within the church and within churches. Um, all kinds of, of uh, physical abuse from from men doing these things to their wives behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. It to their children and the sexual abuse my god like there's all kinds of stuff coming out and it's like how am i supposed to listen to anyone like um anyone that is doing this kind of stuff when they turn their back you know if i can't look at you and and see that you're that what you're saying and what you're living is in alignment then that's that's not i don't want to be aligned with you at all. And I think a lot of people are seeing that now. And um, yeah, it's, it's quite a bit, it's, there, there is a time of reckoning happening now. And it's a good thing too, because this never should have been going on. First Ever. And it's been going on way too long. Right. So, and I think also it's because of a lot of women speaking up. I think about Tarana, Tarana Burke, you know, the, the, the creator of the Me Too movement. And um, she started it many years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was all for black women to to support them 
to support them in standing up and saying, hey, this is what's been happening to me. Um, and so people have been vocal for a long time now. And I think now that people are actually starting to listen um, and more and more women are starting to stand up and say, yeah, this, this has happened to me. Um, yeah, this time of reckoning, it's, it's going to take a while. It's going to be, uh, you know, a period of time. I don't think it's going to be, you know, a few minutes and then it's over or a couple of years and it's over. Right. This is going, it's going to take a while for all of this, all of the stuff to come out. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's good. And when it, one thing, when it's all finally said and done, um, I hope we're all just healthier, better people who will stand up when we see something wrong going on and who will support any woman that we know is in a bad situation and that will all in general be much stronger. No, yes, judgment. With no judgment and no, sh- no shame support. That's, mm-hmm. that's what we need. No judgment, no shame support. So yeah. support without, with, with, with a side of guilt and shame and judgment, that's still another form of control. And I'm not with that. <laughs> exactly. That is not support. So basically what we did in this episode was give you five of the top reasons that black women tend to stay in bad relationships. And I'm just going to name them off real quick. Okay. Cause I was like, did we do that? <laughs> I think I, we did. Well, I think we gave we all did. five reasons. Oh, wow. I didn't know. Okay. No, you you probably you taking this. I'm not, so I'm like, all right, get you. Let me let me make sure we did. (laughs) Okay, so the first one was our perception of what constitutes abuse. And so like like that. Yeah, we did do that. Yeah, we we did that one. And so like Nadia and I said, you know, we all have our, our own definitions of what constitutes abuse. But I would encourage you to take a if you feel like you are in a in abusive relationship or you know someone who is, I would encourage you to to examine your definition of what of what abuse is. And then the next thing we talked about was our loyal loyalty to our partners and our loyalty to our families and our communities often keep us trapped in those bad relationships as well. And then of course we just finished talking about our spiritual beliefs and, and we know that that one right there is real. Like real real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. fourth one was our attempt to constantly embody the strong black woman oh. stereotype. And yeah. so now I want to point this out. Me and Natty here, we are here to disrupt the madness because that whole stereo that whole strong black woman stereotype, it will no longer be when we are done. <laughs> Or while we are doing this work, we're shifting that narrative. And so we are telling you that being being strong does not mean that you stay in 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 an abusive relationship and staying there does not mean that you are weak. So, yeah, we're debunking that whole strong black woman stereotype and and going hard for your man does not mean it it does not mean strong. That's not being strong. And 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 being a ride or die like that whole ride or die mentality is killing us because we are like, oh, I'm going to ride with him to the ends of the earth. or I'm going to die trying. Or in this, You know, I I really think the first time I even heard that back in like the 90s, it was a dude saying that it wasn't a woman. Right. (laughs) Right. Oh, great. So the man is saying, I want this kind of chick. And then we're all like, okay, we'll be that chick. No, we'll be that chick because it sounded good. It sounded good. Oh, I'm just riding a die. But let me tell you this. I will ride with you, but I ain't going to die for you. Because I'm certainly not (laughs) doing that. Nope. 
Especially now, now don't get me wrong. I will support my man to the ends of the earth. But when it comes to a detriment of my physical, my emotional well-being or my mental well-being, I'm out. I'm out. Like, so yeah. let's getting off at the next exit. (laughs) At the next exit. So yeah. So yeah, we're debunking that whole strong black woman stereotype and that whole ride or die thing. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, because no. being strong doesn't mean we're enabling our trifling partner Absolutely. who's cheating Absolutely. or who's being abusive I, or who's doing that. No, we're not enabling yeah. that. Yeah, and, and, that, and, that's, a and other, that's a whole other episode. We need to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other episode. We yeah. definitely need to do that one because, you know, you, it, we're not going to be enablers. We're absolutely not going to be enablers. And the last one we did was saving face or being guilted into silence, shame and fear and all of that. Like Natty was saying that don't ever be ashamed of anything that you did in order to protect yourself and your children. And don't worry about what people on the outside looking in are going to say, because you know the situation that you're in. And we're about, I want to be abundantly clear here. We are not encouraging you to stay in an abusive, abusive relationship, but we are encouraging you to protect yourself and to protect anybody that may be involved in that situation with the exception of the offender. So we're not, we're not encouraging that. So yeah, that's what we had went over. <laughs> You're right. We did. We, we went did over all in, of that. in this You're episode. Right. And so, like I said, at, at the Gosh, beginning, we talked about a lot. <laughs> we did, didn't we? Like I said, yeah. at the beginning of the episode, this is, these are just the top five reasons why, why people stay. And so, again, there's no way we can unpack it all in this episode, but we have put together a little guide that will help you recognize the signs, number one, if you are questioning whether or not you are in an abusive relationship. And then that that guide also dives deep into these things that, that we just went over and why people are still clinging to these reasons. And then it tells you how to get out. So we have some resources in there that will help you get out how to safely get out of an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and we would love for you to have it. If you'll go to bits.ly forward slash show me the signs, type in your email address and we'll get that guide to you. It won't cost you a thing. If you don't need it, perhaps you know somebody who does need it. So again, bit.ly forward slash show me the sign. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash show me the signs. And Look, we did that for y'all because we love y'all. That's what we do. <laughs> yes, yes, so, yes. yeah. And do, do you have anything you want to add, Natty, before we wrap it up? Um, n- no, I think I will just reiterate again. Um, don't be ashamed. Just mm-hmm. no shame. Whatever, like whatever is, whatever is going on in your life that, that has you feeling um, shame for any reason. Um, let it go because there let is it go. no for you. There is no, you have nothing. Absolutely. I agree, I agree with that. All right, guys, we are going to get ready to get out of here again. Thank you so much for sharing part of your day with us. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for always supporting us. We appreciate you guys so much. If you are not following us on social media platforms, please be sure and do that at Shades of Strong across all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. And the website is www.shadesofstrong.com <laughs> Yay! Woohoo! I cracked myself up. I am so late. But <laughs> I embraced it all. <laughs> I'm tired. That's all. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, 
we are out of here. I get silly when I'm super tired too. <laughs> I know, like I get super silly and I laugh a lot when I'm when I'm tired. But anyway, y'all, we are out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time. All right, Natty, see you later, honey. Bye. Thank you.